Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And today we're going to be joined by the OG himself, none other than Jeff Garcia, the lead Spurs writer for Ken's Five San Antonio. Jeff, it's been a long time since I've had you on. How you been? I'm doing good, buddy. Thanks for having me back. Usually it's the other way around. See, I'm yeah. used to Joe coming on Lockdown Spurs, but um, Joe, he tends to take care of a lot of other things in Spurs. You got everything covered there from... What do you got, like pop culture to the Spurs, obviously, you know, uh, yeah. you got it all here, uh, Joe. Congratulations on going outside the box in San Antonio, <laughs> not just focusing on the Spurs. Yeah, speaking of going outside the box, uh, let's go ahead and get right into this uh, discussion because I shared something with you yesterday and I saw yeah, it you did. on yeah. social media and it was comical yeah. to us, both of us, you know, because I'm like, we looks like, you know, a, a, a local artist here, really prominent a local artist here, Nick mm -hmm. Sue. He went ahead and added a new mural to the ever-growing Spurs murals over there at Rudy Seafood off of South Flores. And he put the mural up uh, just probably within the last week of Victor Wembeyama right. in yeah. a Spurs uniform. And I was like, man, <laughs> I mean, at least let the Spurs get a pick first. You know, we don't even know what they're <laughs> going to get. You know, they're going to get one. Are they going to get six? Are they going to come in somewhere in between? Right. We don't even know what order in the draft they're going to be, you know, uh, picking their 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 probably their highest uh, rated you know rookie uh, since you know Tim Duncan, and yeah. they're already putting up murals of Victor Wembanyama. We, the Spurs don't even know if they're going to get that number one pick. I mean, what were your first impressions when I shared that with you? Right. Well, you know, yeah. By the way, thanks for sending me that too. But yeah. um, my first thought was like, you know, you're tempting fate here. You really are. You're messing with the basketball gods, the basketball universe. Perhaps the basketball gods are not going to be pleased by this move. I thought it was funny. I think I told you my my reaction to you. Yeah. You said it to me was, was uh, no, 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 way too, too soon, soon. Way too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Too soon for yeah. this. But but there's two sides of the coin here. It's either you're tempting fate or you're just putting good mojo out there in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it goes either way. I thought it was just, at the ultimately, I thought it was just uh, hilarious. Uh, and by the way, that mural, I would not only is it ever popular, it's also ever changing. Yeah. Uh, remember, Kawhi was on that thing, uh, DeMar DeRozan was on there. Uh, you, you know, who knows if DeJounte's probably gone already. He even had Primo yeah. on there at one time, Primo was on there, yeah. So that 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 thing is, is ever changing, but. As far as the Wimbayana mural, I mean, I thought, you know, the guy went all out. He, the artist went above and beyond what he normally does. Now, Joe, we know that he just puts the bust. That's it. Just the face. That's yeah. it. In the uniform, move on. But he went a step further and started putting uh, paintings of Wimbayana's name all over that wall, including the Spurs name to Spurs around that. So if there's any intent of what he's trying to do is put that mojo out there for the Spurs to win the number one pick. But we got to remind everybody, Joe, they can have the worst pick in the, uh, the worst record in the, in the NBA. It's only a 14% chance among two other teams. Yeah. You know that those are the odds that you're looking at right now. And the other day too, I was doing a Spurs cast with their, with their friend, Paul Garcia. And we have this funny little thing that we do where we go into the tankathon. And we try to do the simulation, you know, how many times, how many tries does it, does it take for the Spurs to get the number one pick? And I think this time the, fir the Spurs finally got the number one pick after I think it was the 10th or the 11th try. So mm -hmm. even at 14%, it's like, it's no guarantee because again, it, we're just running the simulator 
and it took 10 or, to, or 10 or 11 tries for the Spurs to get that first pick. So that kind of shows you it's it's kind of like luck of the draw. You know, you just yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Either you're going to get it or you're not, or another team's going to sneak in and get it. And unfortunately for the Spurs, it seems like Utah keeps pushing them further back, you know, comes out of nowhere. So it's just one of those things. But I think Spurs fans are just looking for something to get excited about. Yeah. Given the state of the season, and they've they've not been very good. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA. And we're going to get into that discussion right here because, I mean, currently for this week, the Spurs, I mean, we're going to go from March the 10th all the way up until their, their most recent loss. But the Spurs won against the Nuggets on mm-hmm. March 10th. You know, they won 128 to 120. Nuggets are one of the better teams in the NBA, you know. And then against the Thunder, they lost 102 to 90. Then they beat the Magic, which the Magic aren't really that great anyway, 132 mm-hmm. to 114. And they finished their – well, they're going to finish their week out here, but they're finishing the the weekend, the, the week they're starting to end it here with two back-to-back losses. You had that loss against the Mavericks in overtime on March the 15th, which was Wednesday. And then the on Friday, you went ahead and had the Spurs lose again in OT against the Grizzlies, 126 to 120. And this was a game where the Spurs were up by 29 points, Jeff. And they mm-hmm. come back and lose the game in the waning mm-hmm. last minute of the fourth quarter. Because for all that, you know, Spurs fans are, are you know, clamoring about with Zach Collins, he played like booty crumbs in that last minute. He had some mistakes that were costly and actually caused Spurs the game. You know, so what are your thoughts on the week that was uh, Spurs yeah. basketball, especially those overtime losses? Well, we definitely learned a lot. I I think one thing that I learned about this team in the last uh, several games was the idea of a what if, Joe. What if this team had remained intact, meaning no major injuries that we saw with Devin Vassell, no trades, Jakob and Josh Richardson still here. Maybe even Primo doesn't, you know, do what he did allegedly and get himself the boot out of the franchise. That could this team have been by now kind of one of those really dangerous lower seed Western conference teams that could have put the fear in the teams like a Denver. Um, I think there's, there could, could have been something there. Sohan has exploded, you, you know, into what he is now, you know, really uh, eye opening for, uh, for somebody who didn't, we didn't think that he was going to do this coming out of Baylor. He was just relegated to the what, third, fourth option. Now he's nearly a primary option in San Antonio and he's paying out. So that's one thing I learned is, is the what if scenario, the could this team have been, obviously they would have been a lot better than the current record, but could they have been even knocking on a play in door? But if you go into that universe, that multiverse, Joe, then you would have had Spurs fans fighting about, well, they're being mediocre again. You look at that. They're a middling team. They're not going to get a high pick. What are you doing? You've got to mess up for Wimbayana. So it's interesting to see like what could have been if this team had remained at full power and re- and didn't have any major roster disruptions. Second thing I also learned too is they're starting to click a little bit. They're starting to get it you, you, individually, especially. There's Sohan. We talked about him. You know this. I know this. Your listeners, Joe, know this. Like he's really coming on a gangbuster. Zach Collins, another thing I learned, finally healthy getting the minutes and now the portal's gone he's absorbing those minutes and really panning out to be let's not forget joe he was a top 10 pick he was a lottery pick by portland 
so he's really turning into, and dare I say, knocking down the three, perhaps making things very interesting into the off season with him, uh, Bassey, uh, who else? Uh, if knocking, you know, you know, crossing fingers, Joe here, they get Wimbayana. That 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 could be an interesting trio. Big the Spurs will have next season. Again, if the basketball gods smile on the Spurs and they get the number one pick, and not frown on the Spurs for having a mirror of Wimbayana in San Antonio. But Joe, overall, I think there's something here with this team. They're missing. They're just missing something. They need that. That guy, that player, that go-to person that's going to put them on the back and shoulder them to wins. They're that far away. They're just that away, Joe. And that could be answered in the upcoming NBA draft lottery. It could be, you know, just depending on where the chips fall for the San Antonio Spurs. But even if the Spurs were entirely healthy, let's say they didn't have any injuries, you know, and of course you had these the trades that did happen with mm-hmm. uh, Josh Richardson and um, Pertle, you know, Yaka Portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of changed the the dynamic of you know your starting your starting five and also uh, your bench because I mean Josh Richardson was one of the better bench players the Spurs had, and it showed. You know the Spurs had one of the better benches as far as performance goes early on in the season, but now later on in the season, you know with. Of course, Josh Richardson now no longer coming off the bench. I think things have kind of settled down a little bit more and it kind of showing you really what, what the Spurs have here. And even if they were all healthy, they still would have been competitive, I think, more competitive than they had shown, mm-hmm. but it still would have amounted to the you know about the same amount of wins. Now, I think Spurs fans were clamoring not because of you know so much the rebuild, but because of the quality of the product that was out there on the court due to the injuries, due to Coach Pop sitting certain players out, there was no cohesiveness. And I think that's one of the things that Spurs fans were clamoring about pretty much, you know, the whole season here is that the Spurs just didn't seem competitive at all. But now with the team starting to settle down, getting, you know, being a, uh, I guess, getting in a rhythm. And also you're having that still to, to deal with Coach Pop sitting out certain players, you know, Keldon Johnson or Jeremy Sohan, whether it be Devin Vassell, you know, you still don't have that, you know, from night to night, this is going to be your starting lineup. You already know, hey, these are going to be your starting five for the next couple of games. Things are still changing. Even given mm-hmm. that, they've still remained competitive, even though they are losing. You know, you look at these last two games that they lost against the Mavericks and, and the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. They remained competitive. And at one point, they even had the lead against the Grizzlies. They just can't close. You know, they have trouble inbounding the ball. When the teams are when the opposing team is starting to put that defensive cool. pressure on them, yeah. it shows you know their their cool. let's say ineffectiveness shows. Well, that just uh, highlights exactly what this team has been going through this year: is learning lessons, learning the taking those lumps, and they're still taking lumps even towards the end of the season already. That is having to learn to hold on to a freaking twenty nine point lead, Joe. Yeah. Things like that, you know, um, valuing possessions, not costing uh, turnovers late in the game. You know, things like that, you know, finishing at the rim. Um, so, but that's just part of the process. And this is the process. That's why Brett Brown is here. He's been through the process one time and now he's in another process. You're good. Now, you're, you're don't be too, you know, su- surprised by this next season, Spurs fans, that perhaps there'll still be some growing pains. But I think the growing pains will be far and few between as they get an experience again, looking at Sohan. I think it's a great idea. I mean, Joe. We already had post-game conferences with the, some of the veteran players like a McDermott say, yeah, we kind of miss Sohan. A rookie 
in these tight games and the overtime games versus like for example the recent one versus Memphis. So that should be a good sign if an NBA veteran is seeing the value of a rookie on this current team and pulling out wins. That bodes well for the Spurs' future. Yeah, it does. It shows that you know they are missing some pieces, and you know, uh, hopefully, you know, if the team can remain intact here, good things will happen. They'll remain more competitive. Maybe they might be even so more competitive so that they might actually start winning games instead of just, hey, they were competitive, but they lost another one. Hey, it was a close game, but they lost another one. You want to see them go ahead and start translating what they've been learning in these losses and having that translate into actual wins. I think that's the game plan for the team moving forward. We're just going to have to see exactly where they're going to fall in the NBA draft lottery and if they're going to, in fact, get that number one pick or they're going to fall to six because I think right now, the lowest that they can go would probably be that sixth spot if they continue to be on this current trajectory mm-hmm. for, for wins. You know, they're probably going to be the second or third uh, worst team in the NBA. So we'll just see where the chips fall, Jeff. But the Spurs do have a game coming up here, and they're going to have San Antonio's prodigal son return, and that's going to mm-hmm. be DeJounte Murray. And there's been a lot of discussions here with DeJounte and how Spurs fans are feeling about him because we've seen him on that All the Smoke podcast, making comments about how he was treated. And then, of course, the infamous uh, exit that he had, saying that mm-hmm. the Spurs are going to be losing for the next 15 seasons. I mean, what do you think the reception is going to be, Jeff, when he comes, him and the the Atlanta Hawks start coming in the, to San Antonio to play here in front of the hometown crowd? Yeah, I think it's going to be mixed. I, I think you're going to definitely hear a uh, smattering of booze and... But you're going to hear the, the cheering. I mean, there are, uh, I would say, a bulk of Spurs fans that are not too pleased with his exit. Not necessarily how he exited, you know, getting traded because, you know, three first-round picks, not too bad. But it's then the aftermath. It's the, you know, speaking with Steven Jackson, you know, the, the Instagram exchange he had with the fans, the 15 years comment, bigger than, it's bigger than basketball in San Antonio. <laughs> the mind games that they play with him. But he spoke with uh, with San Antonio um, media before last, today's game. And he doubled down, not necessarily, you know, the negative comments, because he was very clear that he loves San Antonio. He loves the Spurs organization, that, you know, he treasures the time he had with Popovich, that he still keeps in contact with his former Spurs teammates. But he didn't back down from – you know, saying like, I'm sorry for what I said. You know, he just said that, hey, at the end of the day, I'm human. I want to, you know, just speak what I feel. So, um, yeah, it's difficult to read because if this is this was his experience in San Antonio, then that was his experience. But at the same time, perhaps, as your mom said, Joe, you know, keep things to yourself sometimes. You have nothing yeah. nice to say. Don't say anything at all. Um, but I think it'll be – I think you're definitely going to hear booze. You're going to hear booze. And it's unfortunate, but Spurs fans don't forget. I don't even know if they forgive. They still haven't forgiven Kawhi Leonard, have they? No. (laughs) They're never going to forgive Kawhi. Yeah. So don't cross Spurs fans, uh, you know, if you're uh, a former player. And, you know, it's unfortunate that things turned that way after he exited. Well, traded in this case. Again, not because he was traded. It's because of what happened afterwards. Because now the fan base has soured on him. There's a lot of fans right now, social media, saying that he should get the business tonight in the AT&T, you know, as far as letting them feel exactly what he felt like. And 
you got they make some points, you know. Why is it that you say on your return to San Antonio, I love the Spurs, I love Pop, I love the organization, but the next time you're outside, you're on a podcast with Steven Jackson and you're making these comments about your time there. So flip-flop. Sounds like it's a lot of flip-flopping. Yeah, it kind of does. You know, if you really enjoyed your time here, then why would you go on, you know, um, a nationally uh, syndicated podcast, you know, that's going to have a, a large viewership? Mm-hmm. And start bashing your former team. I mean, if you had mutual love for them, you know, and respect, why go to that length? You know, it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to talk about you behind your back. But when I see you in person, it's nothing but love. Hey, man, it's great to see you. I love you, this and that. But, you know, as soon as I'm, I'm, away, I'm away from you, I'm going to go ahead and have some things to say, even though I just can't say it to your face. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that childish game. It's like, no, man, just own it. You know, yeah, you said it. He doubled down and said, yeah, I said this, you know, so. Hopefully they can just put this thing behind them and Spurs fans yeah. will just hopefully see. Well, the what, what, what the good news is that Atlanta only comes to San Antonio once a year. Yeah. So he wouldn't have, DeJounte wouldn't have to go through this again for a while after yeah. tonight. And you did have an article that you put up recently too. I think it was yesterday over on uh, mm-hmm. Canada Live. And they can go ahead and check that out. And, you know, Jeff went and put some of the excerpts, you know, from, you know, the media asking him questions and him saying that, you know, he was excited just to be back in the city. You know, he spent a lot of years uh, here. He put in from, you know, being all the way from Seattle, coming all the way to San Antonio. And he kind of said, you know, San Antonio will always be home for him. And mm-hmm. to see the other comments that he that he had here, go and check out uh, Jeff's article over at Kens5.com. You can't miss it, you know, because it's going to be all about DeJounte. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't miss it. But, um, you know, and then, of course, the Spurs are going to rebuild and uh, – you know, like the chance as of this recording, the chances are the Spurs will probably lose. And so Spurs fans are not gonna be able to get a double whammy, get to boo Kawhi. I mean, not uh, sorry, DeJounte for those that want to and see him walk off with an L. So I don't know, maybe you might make for a good night in that aspect, Joe, if that does happen. Yeah, maybe stranger things can happen. If the Spurs were gonna win a game, I mean, come on, it would have had to have been the Almo Dome game. But they oh, got blown sure. out of the water against the against the Warriors. Now, if you want to redeem yourself, you know, to the fans, this would be the game to win. For In sure. front of the hometown crowd, you know, you got the the enemy, the evil empire coming in. You know, the Atlanta Hawks with one, DeJounte Murray. This would be uh, the game to set things right in Spurs fans' eyes. You know, they they wanted a game. This would be one of the two games that they wanted the Spurs to win. So we can only hope that the Spurs will right the wrong and, you know, put those two overtime losses behind them and find a way to beat DeJounte Murray and the Hawks here in front of the hometown crowd. Right. Yeah. To me, that would be what? They have two games here at the AT&T Center left after this one. You, you got to win. You got to win this one, man. I mean, you got to yeah. Can you keep it? The season's already over. In my opinion, Joe, yeah. I think the real season is going to begin when the regular season's over. And then yeah. I think I'm, I'm really excited for that because I think a good chunk of Spurs fans already checked out of the season. Oh, yeah. yeah hey, it's so out. bad, Jeff. It's so yeah. bad. I have an email that the Spurs sent me, right? And they're like, hey, we noticed that you went and bought tickets to go see the games this year. We're going to send you a special link. Click on this special link so you can buy one of the last two remaining games for the, you know, to, to be played here at the AT&T Center. And they're discounted tickets at that, Jeff. And they're going to go ahead and sweeten the deal by giving you some little perks you know i think one of the uh, the last two home games is going to be a t-shirt and the other one's going to be a coffee book you know so no, basically that. 
They, they want you to go, you know, like, come on, please come out and see the games, you know? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, you know, sports fans need to embrace the last minutes, the last games of the city edition Fiesta uh, jerseys. Oh yeah. 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 I, um, I reported that recently on social media because I have been noticing the sports have been using this interesting phrase throughout the season. Every time it was related to the uh, city edition jerseys, it was always with a caveat. It was the last of the trilogy, the last of the trilogy. That's all you kept on hearing was the last of the trilogy. And I was like, what? And then it finally got to me. I was like, okay, what, 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 what the H does this mean? So I reached out to a source within the Spurs and I asked the person, I said, so it's no secret y'all are saying something without saying something about these city edition Fiesta jerseys. So what is it? And then I was explained that, yeah, this is it. There will be no more city edition Fiesta themed jerseys after this season. It's done. Okay. No, I mean, I'm sure they're going to wind up doing something else. But here's the key. Here's the key. Here's the key. What if the different direction is that the Fiesta jersey then becomes the primary jersey and the city edition just gets a new look? So they're not getting rid of the Fiesta colors. They just said they're just not going to be in the city edition alt jersey. They didn't okay. say they're 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 getting rid of the colors completely, so I think that's a little. I think that's kind of like the ace up their sleeve. They go, no, no, we said it's over for the city edition Fiesta jerseys, not for any other the alt jerseys. Oh, see, look at here, Jeff Jeff Garcia breaking breaking news yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So we'll <laughs> keep an eye out for that. Yeah, that's a good good little tip. You know, something to yeah. definitely keep an eye on. But you know, are you going to wind up getting your? Fiesta jersey, the last of the trilogy. You're gonna wind up getting one that says Garcia on the back. You know, you know I, I, I I regret not getting the first one, the black. Oh with, yeah, yeah. I regret not getting that one because I have the one in the middle, which was last year's that kind of uh, brighter white white looking one. That yeah, like Sherbert. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I did I I didn't get this year's the um, this year's city edition, the the aqua looking one, but. Yeah, so something to keep in mind. Uh, I, I mean, I hope they just don't get rid of the classic editions. Those are still my favorite. Yeah, but they're still going to have the Fiesta themed merch, no doubt. Yeah, you know, they're going to sure, have T-shirts, sure. hoodies, that kind of stuff. You're going to be able to get it at the fan shop, either at mm-hmm. AT&T Center, at the shops, at La Cantera, the the Spurs store that they have over there. It's mm-hmm. always going to be available for purchase, and also on the NBA uh, store. You know, at NBA.com, you're going to probably be able to pick up your merch there, but. Yeah, it's the end of the trilogy. It's on to something new. And I, I think it's good, you know, for the, for the team to kind of keep things fresh. You know, you want to keep mm-hmm. things moving. You don't want it to get stale. And I think there's only so many, you know, different variations you can do before you're like, uh, okay, let's try something different. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's time. But I, honestly, if they did a city edition and it was just iconic, you know, just silver and black, you know, color scheme, I would not be mad with that. That's probably my favorite, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? You like that that iconic silver and black, you know, the throwback that they did this year with the Gervin, you know, with the San Antonio mm-hmm. font. On oh it. yeah, that, that, I had been wa- I had been wanting those for years. Yeah, the years to come back. I think those are uh, just. I mean, I mean, how do you, how do you not incorporate them year round? That's my question. It's like it's so awesome. It's the, I mean, now let's be honest, Joe. They're not an exact duplicate of the ABA look. The ABA look was not completely black on black. It had um, the uh, white lettering. It had like white border on the lettering. Go back, look at the old Gervin uh, classic, well, in their time, the ABA edition. 
they're, they're not an exact duplicate of today's classic edition, but it's very close, very, very close. But nonetheless, I like the fact that they did that paid homage. I, as the season went on, the statement Jersey kind of grew on me a little bit. They didn't use them a lot. They weren't really trotted out plenty of times, but they, I guess, you know, I think that's where I came up to. At first I was like, oh, hell no. Now I'm like, yeah, I guess. Hey, I was going to ask you as we start bringing this thing to a close. I know a lot of Spurs fans have had a lot of chatter on, on social media. When Mamu had his breakout game, right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, don't you dare say that. Don't disrespect Manu. It's like, we didn't say Manu. We said Mamu. Mamu, yeah. Mamu, you know? And he's been playing pretty good, you know? He's a you know, he's an Italian, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just been, you know, I guess uh, winning the hearts over, you know, over here with Spurs fans. What if, What are your first impressions of Mamu? I mean, what do you think about the kid? About the kid? You, you know what my first impression was? And it has nothing to do with him being as a player, which so far it looks like he's a, a pretty nice player, is that we've been through this before with other past bigs that we fall in love with. Boban fell in love with them. He's gone. Jock Landale fell in love with him. He's gone. Baines fell in love with him. He left. And now here we have another big. We're gonna fall in love with him, and he he's likely gonna leave. That was my first thought. Like, do we get attached to him? Do do we do we go down that route? Didn't we learn our lesson with these bigs? Uh, but if he's here, at least for this season, and then a little bit to next season, who knows what happens in his future? You know, solid player. You know, definitely can pass the ball. Big. He can hit hit the outside shot. Young. He's been with the uh, the Buck system before coming to San Antonio, which means Budenholzer. So he's familiar a little bit with that same Popovich system style that Budenholzer took with him to Milwaukee. And I don't know. I think he fits the timeline, but it just will he last long? That's my question. Will he be go over the way of Boban and 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 Jock Landau? Because you know how Spurs fans get attached to these bigs, Joe. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, Boban is still you know very near and dear to a lot of Spurs fans here. I mean, he even went on the the Spurs podcast that they have here with uh, Bill Shoning and Bill interviewed him. And, he, you know, he said he still has a signed jersey and he feels, you know, honored to be able to say that he's played with Coach Pop and, oh, you know, sure. Tim Duncan and, and Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker and all the big three, you know. Um, so he has mutual respect here and the fans just love him and his bigger than life personality. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. And, and here's the thing, too, is that I know we're talking about jerseys a little while ago. I don't think I'm going to be investing in a Mamu jersey, Joe, just in <laughs> <No>. case. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. I think that would be a bad investment considering how past bigs have come and gone in San Antonio. Yeah, just put Garcia on the back. I mean, you'll be good. You know? Well, well, I have a classic edition jersey with my last name on it. But I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here just regretting why didn't I get that first edition of the uh, Fiesta Spurs themed jersey of the three Spurs Fiesta themed jersey, those are the best. The original one that came out a couple years ago, those are still the hey, best ones. You can probably still find them somewhere off of you know Marbach or Military, you know, on the side of the road. There, there's there, there's one near me on near South Cross, so I'm fine. I know where to get them. Yeah, there you go, dude. I just saw one too. Uh, they have a sports themed uh, uh shop here at uh Ingram Ingram Mall, the infamous mm-hmm. Ingram Mall, and mm-hmm. I was just there uh, on Friday with my son. And we passed by and they had a whole bunch of Spurs merch and stuff in there. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. You know, like you're looking for something other than just a normal fanfare. Go to one of these little shops here and they always have something new, something, 
exciting and different, you know? So yeah, it's good that the, the tradition, or, came or even like those Mitchell and Ness sometimes yeah, um, they have, uh, in my opinion, more hits. They have hits. Sometimes they can really have some misses though. I've seen some ones that are by Mitchell and Ness. Like what, what were you guys thinking? Oh yeah. Like, they're pretty. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I was like, what are these? But for the most part, they tend to trot out some good jerseys. Yeah. So um, very, right before we start, we, we end this show. I just want to let you know, Jeff, that I was privy to go and see a screener of John Wick. It's not coming out until, I believe, the 25th of March. And I saw it last uh, this last week, you know. And I got to tell you, Jeff, it was really good. If you're looking for a movie to see, you know, something different besides the Marvel fanfare, uh, I would recommend John Wick. I mean, we have our, our non-spoiler review is out currently. It's over at the CountdownCityGeeks.com website. So make sure you check that out and also... Check out the YouTube channel and the the Facebook page. It's all Countdown City Geeks. So you want to see the non spoiler review I did with my with my buddy Ted there, um, and go ahead and check that out. So just want to throw that out there, Jeff. You know, if you're looking for something to watch here uh, that's not Marvel related. I, I recommend that movie. Would you see anything recently that you you know you had the privy to go and see a screen or anything? Not in the theater, but I highly recommend if you need a break from the MCU but still stay within the MCU and get something fresh different and just new uh, go check out Moon Girl the animated show dinosaur? on Disney Plus okay. it's like you're like oh finally something different that's what it feels like it's not the same formula it's not the same you know rinse repeat thing that MCU does on the theater but on the small screen you'll like it now it's at first, you're gonna look at it, Joe, and you'll be like, "What is this? Is, is it's like it's like a kitty looking thing?" And it is, yeah. The, the animation is very kitty. It's a very it's a throwback to the '90s style of animation. Uh, think of the Proud Family, but it has it pays it it, it has the look of the Spider Verse Miles Morales movie. A lot of that type of vibe into it. The music is good, and get this, Joe. You actually see the the hero of this case, Moon Girl, actually take L's, take oh, L's, wow. like big L's. And now, sure, are they couch for a kid's audience? Yeah, but a, the adult can see, like, oh wow, the character actually lost. Like this is yeah. good. This is refreshing. Um, and it's just it's fun. It's vibrant. You know, very colorful. You know, it, it sucks you in. Are, are there moments where you're thinking like I'm just watching a little teen kids girls boys and girls show yeah yeah you are but it's good and we finally get the mcu's debut of the beyonder finally nice. makes his entry it's a really good show i think a lot of the reviews joe have been around if scale of one through ten uh, about eight and up and so it's really really good i highly recommend that one yeah well i'll make sure i'll go and check that one out you know i'm going to be yeah. busy here because um i got a new schedule at work so we're going to have to either record early for, for two shots and for Los. Locked on first, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. Joe's good about that. He'll let me know exactly his schedule is. But, but yeah, when he comes on Los, yeah, he comes back. And what gets me, Joe, is that you'd be gone for a while. And I get people asking me, like, where's Joe? How come he's not coming back? I'm like, it's not that. He's busy. He's just yeah, I'm busy. working. <laughs> yeah, he's just busy. So uh, you, you got a little bit of a fan base there on Los. Oh, thanks, man. It's always good to be on Loso. Look forward to the next time I get to be on your show. But thank you so much for. Well, the thing about it too is they 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 think it's me not inviting you. I'm like, no, oh, he's no. invited at least 
once, twice every two weeks, you know, it just he yeah. gets busy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does invite me. I just sometimes I can't make it because yeah. I'm busy, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. There's no love loss here between us. Man. Trust no, me. no, nothing like I'm that. Nothing like that. I try to work with Joe as best I can. Yeah. And exactly. So, Jeff, thank you so much for, you know, coming out and being a guest here on Two Shots. I know it's a little different because you're always hosting. So a little change of all pace good. for you here. It's all good, man. It's all good. I appreciate you inviting me, buddy. Yeah. So make sure you go and follow Jeff, you know, Jeff Garcia uh, on Twitter. Great follow. Very knowledgeable when it comes to San Antonio Spurs basketball. He puts out great content. So go ahead and give him some love. So for Jeff Garcia, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you guys again for watching and listening to another episode of the Two Shots podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, be kind. We're out. Peace. Peace.